Alexa, who is Adam Ferrara? Adam Ferrara is an American actor and comedian known for playing the roles of Chief Needles Nelson on Rescue Me, Sergeant Frank Virelli opposite Edie Falco on Nurse Jackie. He was a co-host on the U.S. version of Top Gear. He has had three Comedy Central specials and his new album is called It's Scary In Here. Adam's new podcast is a big hit and available everywhere. Sounds like it could be funny. Sounds to me like 30 minutes you'll never get back. Honey, they're here! Now we can start the show. <laughs> and we have a great show for you this week. My guest in the ADD interview is a comedian, podcaster, and he co-hosts one of my favorite new podcasts, along with friend of the show, H. Foley, called Are You Garbage? And his name is Kevin Ryan. And we want to welcome everyone from our Talk To Me Tuesday family. That's our conversation we have every week, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Go to my website, click the link, and join us. And our super fan shout-out is for Kelly Lewis. Say hi to Kelly, everybody. Hello, Kelly. Kelly, Kelly, Kelly. How you doing? And if Phil was here, Kelly, he would say hello, too. But Phil is out on assignment, mm-hmm. which means he doesn't get internet where he is, so he's missing the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much what it is. But, uh, Kelly, I just want you to know that we're thinking of you. And as always, Kelly, please remember. She's a friend of ours. Uh, and she sent us a nice email. And, honey, if they want to get a hold of us, where can they go? The Adam Ferrara at Gmail. Yes. Kelly, that beautiful voice belongs to my wonderful wife, Alex. And this voice belongs to my pal and pod producer, Mark. They saw him coming stern. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? Okay. So this, this, this actually fits into... Uh, um, a question that me and uh, Kevin Ryan went over in the interview, so it works out well. And the question is, all right, what's important to you? What will you spend money on? So Mark was on the phone the other day. Uh, we were just talking, and he was very excited about a new purchase he made. And he started telling me the story, and I went, <laughs> okay, hold it. <laughs> One, we can use it for the show, and two, I don't think anyone's going to believe this, so let's just hash this out, all right? <laughs> right. Okay. So Mark was very excited because he bought himself a toaster. Okay. All right. Now, let me ask you something. What do you think a, a good toaster should cost? Just toasting? Yes. Not a toaster oven. I asked the same question. Just just your regular two-piece pop-up toaster. Yes, Marcus? Yes, that is correct. Okay. Two-piece pop-up toaster. Mm, if I want to splurge, maybe 65. 65? Yeah. Okay. Splurging. All right. Diamond Jim. For me... <laughs> It's 50 bucks and I want a loaf of bread. All right. <laughs> so Mark called me up and how much did you spend on a two piece pop up toaster? I now I got it. I got a deal for two hundred and seventy nine dollars. How yes. much is it regular? Three hundred dollars. Three hundred dollars. That's three hundred dollar toaster. Yeah, not, not three, so if you break it down, that's one hundred and fifty dollars a piece. <laughs> it do, and all it does is toast. That's, that's, that's all it does is toast. Right. There's a clock on it, so it does tell time. Okay. It toasts and, and it tells, tells time. time. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it does for $300. $279, uh, thank you very much. Okay, and, and you're excited about this. So tell me what makes, first of all, what's, what's the name of this toaster? This toaster is called, it's from a company called Revolution. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's a Revolution digital toaster. It's unlike any toaster you have ever seen in your life before. Okay. okay? Well, how do I describe this? It... It does just toast toast, but it gives you the options on this digital menu of a Pop-Tart, a waffle, a bagel, or regular toast. You select it, then you can move like a cursor 
that allows you how dark you want it or how light you light, light mm-hmm. toasted you want it. Mm-hmm. You hit that, you hit start within a minute, it comes up and it's perfectly done every single time. You know what, Mark? After hearing all that, I was right. You're a putz. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. That's pretty oh, harsh. man. I mean, I will give you this. It's a well-traveled toaster. Apparently, it knows Danish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, listen. I recognize I might be I might have paid more money than most people will pay for a toaster, but it it makes you feel so great because they send you all this literature that's like welcome to re- the revolution. You oh feel God. like you're really part of something. You're like, yeah, this is the new wave. This is how toast is going to be done. This is how our grandchildren will be like, yes, this is the forerunner of great toast in the world. Um, Mark, I think you've joined a toaster cult. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I think so. He did. As he's chewing toast, the next conversation I'm going to have is, you don't understand, man. Okay? <laughs> hey, man, you just don't get it, man. This is yeah. how we do it in the revolution, brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can, can I ask um, you a question, Mark? Please. Who invited you to this cult? Yeah. Uh, what happened? Was there a guy with a tambourine <laughs> eating a piece of bread? What? Um, no, I was over at Kornheiser's house. And we were getting ready to do the show. And he said, here, I want you to try this. And I looked at this appliance. I was like, what the hell is this? Mm -hmm. This is like, you know, space age stuff. He puts the toast in, comes up a minute later, butters it. And I'm like, this is the best damn piece of toast I've ever had. I'm buying one of these today. Okay, Mark, you did drop the Tony Kornheiser name. Mm. So that does give it a lot of cred. Okay, yeah, but what, what Mark doesn't tell you is, and, I has it, and I'm pretty sure I'm right on this, is Tony didn't spend a dime for his toaster, did he? No, he didn't. No, he didn't. <laughs> yeah, they sent it to him, and they said, listen, show the people in your life this toaster, we'll cash in. Listen. <laughs> what? What happened yesterday, Adam? What? <laughs> what happened? What smell was in the house? Ow. All right, so tell Mark. I burnt the happened? toast yesterday. He, he, ah! not, he not just burnt the toast. I listen, but it, it was yes, almost comrade. on fire. It wasn't almost on fire. All right, it was. Ooh. I had to take the toaster outside so the smoke alarm would not go off. Okay, you know what? I'll tell you what. I w- if you give me three hundred dollars, I'll never eat bread again. How's that? <laughs> I'm just well, saying, maybe if we had this yeah. revolution, we would never. What Mark? Yeah, well, Mark doesn't take the tell toaster you. Outside. Okay, what Mark doesn't tell you about the revolution is since he got this, he's been eating bread every day, and he's up thirty pounds. He doesn't tell you that. Oh well, that's not good. <laughs> that's not good. I'm going to ask you, Adam, can you put a price on peace of mind? Uh-huh. I don't think you can, right? Now you'll never worry about burning your house down with this toaster. I'll be honest with you. I never worried before. There's no... <laughs> <laughs> but it comes back to the question, all right, what will you spend money on? Apparently, Mark will spend money on a toaster that does the same thing as every other toaster, but because he gets letters from his friends, he feels like he's joined a revolution. He's ready to kill Bolsheviks. I get it. <laughs> Da. Yes, comrade. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I think it was someone he respected, has a cool appliance, and I get sucked in like that, too. Really? Yeah. You are never going over Tony <laughs> Kornheiser's house. <laughs> I don't need you coming home going, you know what Tony got? Look. <laughs> we need this. It's a juicer and toenail clipper. It's it's only no, $800. I would never get that out of him. Yeah, right. What well, can yeah, I wh- tell you? He's got an attachment on it to make paninis. I don't even know how what? that works. Yeah. Wow. So I'm, I'm telling you, this thing, Alex, you want to be part of revolution. We'll work on Adam <laughs> later. You we'll want talk to be later, part. Mark. Mm. Yes. <laughs> but, but this is the question. What will you spend money on? 
I spend money on stuff like, you know, surgery. You don't skimp on that. <laughs> well, well yeah. hopefully you don't need surgery. Right. But surgery, brakes for the car. Yeah, I think I'd put brakes for the car first. No, mm-hmm. no surgery. Yeah. And you know what? And comfort. I, I will tell you this. Comfort, too. One of the things I hit in this interview with Kevin is uh, things on the road, being comfortable on the road, my own comfort. And it, it's it's accentuated if you're coming with me. Like, Mark, if, if Alex is coming with me, all right, we, we get the better seats. We'll get the better hotel room. And sure. I'll go to the bathroom in the lobby because I don't want to buy candles for the hotel. So. <laughs> That's the way he saves money. <laughs> yeah, I save money. Should we get a suite? Nah, I'll go dump downstairs. <laughs> dump. Yeah, but sometimes you want to lay a little extra money out for the comforts to make you feel maybe just like a little bit more like you're at home when you're away from home, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what, what are you going to spend money on? You know, I spend money on <laughs> birdseed. Yeah. It gives me great pleasure to go and watch the birds eat. Yeah, her creatures. So we yeah. get th- th- these yeah. friggin' animals eat better than I do. So, <laughs> you know what they're getting? They, now the birds get $300 toast. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will tell you this. It also depends on your frame of mind. You were, you were in a bad toast mood when you were shown this, right? A bad toast mood? I don't know. This I is was... the world he lives in. I'm just repeating what I heard. <laughs> yes, I was in a, I was in a bad toast place, okay? I had a bad toaster relationship and it was bringing me down and I saw the light and I joined the revolution. What can what more can I tell you, brother? Okay, I can identify with that because remember I told you guys a story when uh I got in a fight on Sunset Boulevard and they stole my bike? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, so yeah. I went back to the bike store where I bought the bike. Uh, the next day, I'm still I got a I got a black eye, my hands are still swollen. I'm beat up. <laughs> And the guy goes, what happened? I go, never mind. I need a new bike. All right. I want, I want that. What do you got? 20, 20 speeds, 21 speeds. I want one with 25. I want 25 speeds. I want a heater. I want, yeah. I want the turbocharge. What? No, forget it. Supercharge. I want constant power, mirrors. I want everything on this thing. So I was purchasing out of anger. Because you didn't want that bad bicycle experience, just like Mark didn't want that bad toast experience. I wanted to take my power back Mm because I was physically assaulted. Mark was disappointed in bread products. I think there's a difference. (laughs) Slight difference. Yeah. You say tomato, I say tomato. (laughs) But the point is, it's uh, what will you spend money on? And Kevin Ryan and I agreed on that that point in um, his comfort, you know? And I really enjoyed. Uh, I really enjoyed talking to him. He's a, he's a very funny guy. So you guys listen to this, and we will see you on the other side. Welcome to the revolution in heating technology. It's called the R180, the world's first high-speed smart toaster from Revolution Cooking. It heats up and toasts faster than conventional toasters, offers precise, consistent browning, and locks in the moisture and flavor of more than just bread. The best thing since sliced bread now toasts it. The R180 from Revolution Cooking. If you give me $300, I'll never eat bread again. How's that? (laughs) You're listening to the Adam Ferrara Podcast. This is 30 minutes you will never get back. Okay, is Adam here? Tell her I'm not in. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. 
bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. I have got some stand updates for you. August 17th, I'm going back to New York City and I will be at the Cutting Room. That's right, the Cutting Room in New York City, August 17th. August 20th and 21st, I will be at Point Pleasant, New Jersey at Uncle Vinny's Comedy Club. Uh, they added a show on Saturday, so I got one Friday, two Saturday. Please come down. I will make you laugh. August 28th, I'm going to be in San Diego at the Hotel Solomar. Yes, Hotel Solomar, August 28th in San Diego and September 24th and 25th. I'm going back to Burbank, California to Flappers Comedy Club. There's a link for tickets right here in the show notes, or you can go to my website and click the link there. And as always, if you can make any of these gigs, please, you know I want you to come up after the show because I want to thank you for all the love and support you've shown me and this podcast. Hey, go on. Get out of here. Pay attention when I'm talking to you, boy. ADHD, it's not just for kids. Nice boy, but doesn't listen to a word you say. Welcome to the ADD interview. It's not that you're not interesting, it's just that I can't focus. And my guest this week is... Oh, look, a bird! My guest this week is a stand-up comic and podcaster who, along with friend of the show H. Foley, hosts one of my new favorite podcasts called Are You Garbage? He's from Philadelphia, he washes his car with a squeegee, he got a henna tattoo down the shore, and he shops on the internet low to high. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Kevin Ryan. How are you, my friend? Hey, what's up, man? Thanks for having me. That is by far my favorite intro I've ever gotten in my uh, my whole entire uh, entertainment career. Well, thank you, pal. And I am a big fan of the show. So uh, if you could, why don't you give everybody the thumbnail of what the podcast Are You Garbage is all about? Sure. We we ask, um, you know, com- it's comedians or whoever, we ask our guests uh questions about how they grew up Mm -hmm. uh, to find out kind of where they're from. And it's like stuff that you've never really thought about. You know, if you drink milk with dinner, kind of like what you got on your SATs, Mm -hmm. when did you get your pass, your passport for the first time, you know, stuff like that, just to, uh, just to find out about their upbringing and stuff like that. And we found it leads to stories that they've never told before Mm -hmm. or that they've never thought about because you know sometimes you go on a podcast or you like you know like oh i have this story that i know works i told somewhere else type thing where like we we get these stories that they're like oh shit i haven't thought about this in you know 15 years or something so you get these cool genuine moments out of it yeah that, that's what i like about it and i was i was talking to foley uh uh about the same thing it's a great um you know it levels the playing field with people and mm-hmm. i i think it, it's a great idea so you grew up in philly yeah, right outside of Philly. I was born in the city and then uh, in the suburbs right outside of Philly. Mm-hmm. And now was there uh, brothers and sisters? Yeah, we, this is where I have uh, a older bro- an older brother and sister, so I was the youngest. And then my, my parents had divorced, and my dad got remarried and had two younger. So now I also have two younger brothers that are significantly younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think... The biggest age gap between my sister, who's the oldest, and the my youngest half brother is twenty one years. 
Wow. Okay. Yeah. So it's like I remember we went to the we went to the uh, hospital. I think on the my my first younger brother's birth, mm-hmm. and like the security guard, it was like letting you know it was only like family and friends at the time or something, you know. And the security guard's like, "Yeah, congratulations, Grandpa, to my dad." And I'm like, Ooh, we are in, <laughs> we are in it right now, baby. We are in it. It's nice when you can drive your bro- your baby brother home from the hospital. I think that's <laughs> I was sixteen. I, I had just got my license. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, was there funny in the house growing up? There was, man. I, I, it's a big Irish Catholic, you know, very blue collar family that I come from. And it's like, I mean, my mom's one of nine. Mm. And it's like, my uncles to me are the funniest people in the world. Like, you know what I mean? Now that like, I, you know, I've been a comedian for, you know, 10 years or whatever, and we're starting to have some success. It's like, I go home and they just, it's like job site humor. You know what I mean? They yeah. just crush me. Yeah. Like, I think too, I think I'm pretty guy come in. I get a couple beers in me. I'm like, <laughs> all right, I'm like, I'm holding court, you know, I'm like bebopping and scatting. And then one of my older uncles just like pulled my card real quick. Embarrasses <laughs> me in front of everybody. I had the same thing. I, uh, I gravitated towards you cause I got the, uh, I got the impression that we're kind of a similar, we had a similar kind of childhood. You're Irish and I'm Italian. And I pulled, I pulled one of these jokes of yours that I liked. I want to play right now. I, uh, I'm 100% Irish. I, I grew up with a lot of Italian kids, though. And I have one problem with my Italian friends. They always try to convince me that they know people in the mob. <laughs> Every single one of them. I was watching a mob movie the other day with my buddy, and he leaned in. He's like, yo, dude. Back in the day, they used to call my uncle Joey the Wrench. I'm like, yeah, he's a fucking car mechanic, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> He's a manager of Pet Boys. I'm falling for that shit. And I'm Irish. I can't do that. I can't be sitting there watching TV and a Lucky Charms commercial comes on. Like, yo, you see that dude? Just like my dad. Okay. Why I love that is because it is is for I had the same experience and I'm in that family. My my cousin would always go. I had I had a problem with this guy once, and my my cousin's like, "Hey, you want I should make a call?" I'm like, <laughs> "You work for the water company. Who the hell are you yeah, gonna call?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's this weird romance with Italians yeah. that they like. They never say like, "Oh, obviously I'm not connected," but I know it's always a, it's always alluding to <laughs> yeah. how close the relationship is to someone that can beat you up or get you something, you know. Yeah, but it was the same. Like in listening to the show, your uh, your family, um, you said you always had a guy. We always had a guy. Oh God, yeah. You never go like even to the like if it's anything from a car. Or like, you know, if you're like, I need tires, it's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, go over there. Like we would just bought used tires. We just went to like a warehouse and bought used car tires. It never made, you know, I didn't know that was weird until people are like, you're buying used tires. Yeah. But we always had a guy. It's like my, my aunt would run the deli. So that's where you went for breakfast. Um, We would have like a, my brother was in a restaurant business. So you would always go, we never got a check. You would just grease the, the, the help, you know? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Take care of the kids. Take care of the guys. Yeah. That's it. Take care. Listen, what a great meal you get. Hey, dude, this is for you. A little something for you. Go get yourself an ice cream. Thank you very much. Yeah. 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 That's it's, it's, and it's re it's weird because like, we're finding out now that that's way way more common Mm -hmm. than you anticipate like we're finding a lot of these people a lot of the comedians have the same stories or the it's, it's also or you're finding things that was so normal to you that you're finding out you're like oh not everybody bought used tires or whatever you yeah. know what i mean like we're, we're finding these like it's the, we're having these revelations as adults that we just thought things were so normal but it's not 
No, it's not. It's it's dysfunction that we use to mine for profit and exercise our pain in front of an audience. That's pretty much what we're doing. Sure. I was home. I just went down. I went down uh, to the Jersey Shore. My family had we had like a big uh, family party. It was like everybody. I mean, there's hundreds of us at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like twenty some cousins. They're all now married. They all have three or four kids. So there's you know, there's so many of us, and we were all there. It was like an open bar, <laughs> of course. And like, we're sitting there and I'm like, I'm looking at my, my younger cousins who are like, you know, in their mid twenties or something. And I was just like, I wouldn't be shocked if somebody gets in a fight with a cousin. Like, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if this ends in a headlock some, at some point. And we're off. Oh yeah. We had something else similar in our childhood. I worked for my dad and you worked for your dad. Oh, devastating. dude! I mean, it's no relationship. We don't, we don't even talk anymore. He doesn't, we don't talk to him. I haven't talked to him in like, uh, and it's so funny. It's so it's, and that is such a trashy thing to me, but like lovable, like, you know, it's just like, not in a bad way, but it's so like, it's always like a construction company, a deli. It's never like, oh, my dad works for the Pentagon. Let's bring in, you know, let's bring in my 14 year old son to crack the case. Like it's never, it's always like here you're unloading stuff. Um, and a lot of times in small, like smaller family businesses, money is stressed, you know, money is tight. Right? Running a small business is incredibly hard, incredibly mm-hmm. difficult. And then you enter like all the polit- family politics in that. My mom was like, do not go work for your dad. Do not do it. Your mom advised against it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you know, at this point, she was divorced for like 20 years. She was done with work. Yeah, man. Working for family is. I did it my whole <laughs> life. Oh, man. What, what did your it's, dad? What was the business? What did your dad do? It was uh, construction. It was mechanical yeah. contracting, so like heating is. and plumbing and stuff like yeah. that. I did kitchens and bathrooms. He's like, yeah, yeah there you go. You know, I had, the there was job. I had friends. There was there was uh, there was uh, there, there, there was the rich kids' neighborhood where we went to trick or treat because you got the full size candy bar at the bigger candy. Yeah, yeah, so we would go there for Halloween, and then there was my neighborhood. Kevin, they all went to camp. I went to work. My father's like, you want to do arts and crafts? Today, yeah. you're going to take that hammer and you're going to design a hole in that sheetrock and rip this place out. <laughs> I remember I remember, just waiting to turn 16. Mm-hmm. My brother was a couple of years older than me. I was dying to turn 16 so I could get my license and drive the truck. Yeah. Like, make the deliveries to the job sites and stuff. And I'm like, oh, man. he. I'm like, he makes – my dad was probably paying him like, you know. Seven bucks an hour, ten bucks or something, and I'm like, man, I'll be bringing home three hundred bucks a week. You won't be able to tell me shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I was waiting too because I got my license, so I would run, I would run, you know, supplies and stuff to the job. So this is how garbage I am. My my mother always had a Cadillac because that was my father's thing. They were never new; they were used, right? Sure, but that's such a telling thing. You gotta get a you gotta that meant. And that's where, like, that means so, that meant so much to your dad to be able to, like, I got my lady in a Cadillac. I'm a Cadillac guy. We're a Cadillac family. Yeah. Tell me nothing. That was it. It was, it was used. Some guy probably was, was shot in the passenger seat, you know. Bullet holes are still in there. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a 70 Coupe DeVille, this army tank green, right? We're home. And uh, my mother flicked the Benson and Hedges out the window. (laughs) Kevin, we thought it went out the window. Ah. Looped around, landed in the back seat. We know nothing. We go to we go to bed. Wake up in the morning. There's black smoke coming out of because we could see the, the driveway out of the kitchen window. Black smoke coming out of the uh, of the Cadillac, like, like we elected a pope. Oh, Papa! <laughs> right. 
Me and my father go outside, put, but it's smoldering. It's not burning. It's just smoldering. Opens it up. The smoke is billowing out. It's just this acrid smell. We, we put it out, take the seat out, and my father figured out, because we took the back seat out, we can get lengths of half-inch copper pipe would fit in the trunk through the uh, through the uh, uh, the scaffolding the uh, the frame of the window uh, of the back seat and rest underneath the dashboard. So that became the plumbing truck. So oh, I was yeah. I was running supplies in a in a seventy Cadillac that, that smelled like a crime scene. I mean, I probably get, God forbid you get cancer, but that's what that thing smelled like. You could smell the oh, car yeah, coming sure. before you heard it. That's so funny. I never met anyone. We did the same thing, dude. I had a Dodge 15 million Ram, whatever. Like mm-hmm. it, it was, and it broke down all the time. And we went to like Enterprise and they didn't have, we couldn't get an tr- actual truck. Mm-hmm. So they gave us like a Dodge Neon. <laughs> dude, I have a, I literally have a neon blue Dodge Neon. Me and my brother are dry. He's behind me. I'm, he's in the back seat of the car. I'm in the front seat and we have lengths of copper pipe, like sure. half inch copper pipe just holding it out like just driving <laughs> driving down the street like this with the hazards on and i'm just like what are we it was so normal to me and now yeah. i look back i'm like you look like crazy if i were to drive by two guys doing that today in a dodge neon i'm like oh these are crazy people yeah oh they're, yeah they're, they're, it, but it was normal that that's what just just what you did that's how you get through it this is how we're gonna do it is yeah yeah do you have a mechanical ability I'm pretty good. I mean, I'm currently looking at uh, um, uh, curtains that I hung for my wife that are about to fall out of the wall. So <laughs> it's not, it's not, I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm all right. At this point, I've ruined so many things. And now that I have a couple of bucks, I'm like, we're just paying, I'm paying a guy. Yeah, bucks that's it. All right, here's I'm not I'm, doing it. I don't have the mechanical ability, Kevin. So I always felt less than my dad because my dad could do anything. He, oh yeah, same. He built our house. So I come I get off the school bus once because the uh the bus stop was at my house. It didn't start out at my house. It started out up the street. My father went to the, he didn't go to the school board, he went to the bus drive. He goes, What's your name? Okay. My wife. You married? Yeah, me too. I got a wife. And I gotta walk the kid to the to the bus stop because she doesn't want the kid you know, she she's nervous, my wife. Yours too? Yeah, okay. Can't do it. Gotta go to work. Why you would do? I, I would consider it a personal favor if you would pick him up outside the house so my wife could see him out the window and I can go to work. So you have to go through the proper channels. If I go through the proper channels, it's going to be a bigger problem than I want to deal with. Can you help me? Please say yes. It's going to go better for the both of us. Guy would stop, just stop and pick me up. Have breakfast ready for you the whole night. That was it. He'd stop and pick me up. So he would drop me off there too. I, I come home one day. My father's on a rented bulldozer cutting a circular driveway in our front lawn. Italians do love a circuit. They like to be able to pull in and get right oh, back Oh, yeah. My, fa- my father, that's what he said. But they would argue. My mother and father were arguing over, Joe, why do we need a circular driveway? Because I don't like to back up. So yeah. he rented a bulldozer. I remember I jumped on the bulldozer. I go, Pop, what are we doing? We're cutting a driveway. When did you learn how to do this? What learn? We're doing it. And that's what he did. That's, I mean, that's... Well, my, we were kind of the same way. My so my my dad was mechanical contractor. My stepdad was more car like he owned like uh, he built like uh, like home improvement houses and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, and like we're the we were the family where we had so many like half finished projects on yeah. the house. Like up until honestly like a year or two ago, mm-hmm. I think because I started publicly making fun of my mom for it <laughs> that there was a half the the foundation of a shed was in our backyard for 12 years i think yeah 
And it, it's just, I'm like, you're at construction work. You have all of the tools. All of, it's all in the garage. But it's just like, you know, it's like the roofer who's got the worst roof on the block. Today. Oh, yeah. You, you want to know how my father was in the, the kitchens and bathrooms? Do you know how long we had a pair of vice grips that would turn the hot water on and off? That's big, man. The set of vice grips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. On the hot water. That that's yeah. what turned it on, and we had a piece of duct tape on the on the wall, so you knew that when the handle of the of the uh, the vice grip was parallel to that, that's off. That's off. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's, I mean, hey, it works. It's a solution, baby. Yeah, everything was like that. See, I don't I don't have the mechanical, but but you do. I think, and I suspect, at this point in our lives, you just said, "I'm making some money. I'm going to call the guy. I don't want to be bothered." Even on the road, I don't mind spending money for convenience anymore. Oh, I, oh, but I've done so, I've done the road, the worst way of like sleeping on a guy's couch yeah. and waiting for the bus 15 and I'm, I'm just going like, this is, it's worth the, not the, it's worth the little bit of comfort is worth. I'm like, I would even pay, I'll pay a million dollars to not have to like figure out the bus system in Toledo. You yeah. know I mean? I'm like, <laughs> We're taking an Uber. Okay. <laughs> I'm not doing this again. I'm not getting lost. Like, let's. Yeah. This is what we're doing. Yeah, I figured out a couple, a couple of road hacks, uh, uh, just for, for my convenience. Like, I know I always have an, a, a little extension cord in my bag. Good for the That's hotel really room. Really good for the hotel because the plugs never need a ne- never need a uh, never need a bed. <laughs> So wow, that's a great one. I'm doing that. Yeah, take that one. Um, oh, whenever you get into it, whenever you get into a hotel suite, open up the fridge, turn the temperature down. It's all the way up. You're gonna freeze whatever the hell you put in there. I know. Why do they do that? That's so sh- that's so strange. And it's like that the top level of the like they have like the freezer. Some mm-hmm. have the freezer, and then the shelf under that. Even that that'll freeze. That'll freeze a water in like ten minutes. Yeah, I got I got a coffee because now, thank God, when I travel, there's coffee makers in the room. I used to buy a coffee maker. I used to, but it was oh, twenty I love bucks. That. That's was, fascinating to me because you're like, what's also what's a what's a coffee maker go for? It's twenty bucks. Twenty bucks, Mister Coffee out of Walgreens. Oh, that's brilliant. I'm that's that's the most impressive thing I've heard in show business. My that's oh, that's you're playing chess, not checkers over there. That's fantastic. Yeah, you buy the coffee maker, you get the uh, and so so I always had like uh, and I tra- I would actually travel with coffee filters because you buy a pack, you're going to use them anyway. It's the same yeah. Mr. Coffee at the Walgreens, and you have your coffee, and then so I would put the uh, the the vanilla creamer that I like. I buy it, I put it in the freezer, I put it in the refrigerator, and it would freeze. So that's how mm-hmm. I knew how to turn everything down. Damn. But yeah, yeah oh, I was a mess on the road. I ate. More than on more than one occasion, I would eat fried rice out of an ice bucket with a shoehorn. <laughs> nothing the, about that sentence is correct. No, no, nothing. But you would get fried rice, the shoehorn. No, they, they would forget to bring you utensils. So now I travel with chopsticks and and sets of utensils, and I got it in my bag. Oh, that's amazing, yeah. man! Wow, that just blew my mind. Man, that's so good because I'm so used to being like, okay. You're like staying on the side of like, you know, whatever turnpike of whatever place you're in. Yeah. And like you open up the door, you're like, all right, highways, let's go. You know, yeah. I tell people, have you ever seen a guy walking down a road? He probably you're not supposed to be walking down. There's a good chance that's a middle act somewhere. There's a really good chance. That guy's got two shows tonight where he's making a hundred bucks a clip. Yep. And he's trying to find a dollar menu somewhere. Yep. And he's walking home with with his takeout dinner he got at the Shea 76 station. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's like I always I had that realization moment 
walking down like I was like jumping, I was jumping the barrier to like the Pennsylvania Turnpike or something. And I'm like, what am I doing, man? This is crazy. Now I just go, I don't care. I'll lose money. I mean, you're not going to lose, but I'm just going like, I, it doesn't matter. I don't care if I only make $7 this weekend. Yeah. I'm, I'm being comfortable and not, and not, not trying to, you know, play Frogger on a, on a highway. <laughs> yeah, but it's a better, it also, for me, Kevin, once I started doing that, my shows were better because it wasn't. Yeah, you, you too. You feel better. Yeah, you feel. You don't feel like you've been. You're being abused. You know what I mean. You're like, oh, I feel good. I feel great. I'm. I'm rested. I didn't have to. You know, walk a half hour. I had mm. a good meal. Like all this. I'm. I, I'm. I'm a big proponent of that now. Yeah, you're not coming from lack. You know. Yes, that's it. You feel full spiritually, yeah. mentally, physically. You're full. You're going. Oh, I feel great. Like, let's go have fun rather than looking at it as an obligation as well like shit now we got to go do this sh- I, I was out all day i was mm-hmm. walking the food stuff now i gotta go do these shows You're yeah like, oh cool i get to do these shows yeah. let's go ha- let's go have fun that's it have to and want to that's great yeah that that's that, that's a uh, that's very well put yeah i'm trying to i'm trying to wrestle with all that with all that now now that we're like on the road a lot too and like I, are we you know you had Foley on. He's not the most, you know, he's a bigger guy. So it's like you're traveling with, you know, that's, that's a lot. Dude. Yeah. You know what he's I a mean? bigger like, guy. And I suspect he's not really taking that good care of himself either. He's we're, we're, I mean, now that my financial future is invested in him, I'm you know, I'm like, I'll get you a trainer. I'll get you a life, whatever you need. You know? <laughs> yeah. He, he is slowing down. He is getting better, but it's also like, we're, we're constantly in the last row of the plane. Cause yeah. that's just how, you know, we, you know, we're sure we got to cut some corners. Sure. So. We're constantly in the last row of the plane, and it's like me and him, like fucking wedged in like a regional, <laughs> a regional Delta jet. Yeah, you do have a great, you have a great travel joke about being in New York. I want to play this one because this made me laugh. I got spit on the other day on the subway. Has that ever happened to you guys? It has. Yeah, I've asked that question a couple of times. The answers I've gotten back are, "Oh my God, that's disgusting." I've gotten back, "Yeah, it's New York. That can happen." And I had one lady was like, yeah, I spit on people. (laughs) I want to blame New York, I do, but I can't because he was a crazy person and there's crazy people everywhere. Could have happened in any city across the country. Worst part about it, when this guy spit on me, we were stopped. Yeah. And he got off the train. And then as the doors were closing, he spit back on the train. So there was a be pulled away, there was nothing I could do, I, I got anger issues. So I jumped up, I took my jacket off, I threw it on the ground, and I was like, you son of a bitch, motherfucker! <laughs> and then I realized, no one else on the train saw him spit on me. <laughs> so he just turned me into the crazy guy on the train. <laughs> he was like, tag, you're it, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh. You know what made me laugh? Because you, you went, look, I got anger issues. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm, I'm a straight shooter. I'll give it to you how it is. Yeah, yeah. I got no, a couple of issues over here. I was like, I gotta ask him about that because I got the same thing. It's just, I. It's just that you know, blue collar Irish mm-hmm. cat. You know, it's never addressed. And like I said, even last weekend, I was at a party, a family party. I'm like, this might end in a headlock. Yeah. And it's just, it's it's just normalized. I don't know the anger of like my dad growing up, or like you know me and my brother it was just that's just it was just normal so now like i'll yell and my wife's like oh my god and i'm like that's it that's I, it it's, I, a, it's just, i'm just talking to you yeah no yeah i'm not yelling yeah that's 
that's that's this it's a conditioned response that we don't know we have until we get outside the family and my my wife the same thing you know my wife pointed it out and i was like what's the matter with you and then i went "Eh, it's me yeah, I know it's tough. And like, and the, the older I get, and the more like I slow down, and you know, you become introspective, and you like, you try to take, you know, understand what you're doing and why. I do see that it's, you know, it's just, it was all my upbringing and it's me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, we were, uh, this was like maybe like a, a year, um, six months ago, I was sitting down, me and my wife, and I was just in a shit mood. And we sit down for dinner. <laughs> it was a plate of pasta, right? We're sitting there, and I'm like, and we get into it. It was about money or something. And like, I just, yeah. and that's, that's what I saw my, 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 my dad losing about all of it. It's just yeah. a conditioned response. And I turned into my dad. I'm like, I just sat down for dinner and you dropped this shit on me now. <laughs> like I can't have anything. Done. You know what I mean? Can I just enjoy a pork chop for 10 minutes, please? <laughs> Dude, I, I feel like I, I'm, if for, I'm 34 years old. It's 2021. <laughs> the second I feel the little bit, a little bit of inconvenience, I feel like a 1950s dad. Like, <laughs> I lose it. Oh my God, I can't have nothing. Uh, I'm in a factory all day for this shit. You drop me that um, so, yeah. You know, and I yeah. just, I lose it. And I was like, well, and my wife had never met, has, still hasn't met my dad because we haven't been talking for that long. Mm-hmm. But I was like, well, you say you wanted to meet my father. You just met, you just met. <laughs> he was just at, you just had dinner with my dad. Yeah. And your wife, is your wife from Germany? She is. She she moved here right before the pandemic. So we got married, I think, two or three weeks before quarantine. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, trial yeah. by fire. Let's see if this hey, is going to work. I was like, I'm in it, baby. I mean, what are we doing? Yeah. Here? Let's go. Me and you, Fraulein. That's good. <laughs> exactly. But it's working out. So it's, you know. Well, it's good. I, I, hear, I hear you talk about it uh, on, on the podcast uh, uh, a lot. So... Does the did you have to explain are you garbage to her the the premise of the show? Uh, no, because her parents are actually uh, they're, she's Eastern European, so mm-hmm. she was just born. Her parents are Czech, and okay. then they moved to Germany. So her parents grew up with the immigrant mentality of like you know they. She tells me that they would buy jackets and wear them for the winter with the tags on, and then go back and return them in the fall you know what i mean like that's yes. so like it's 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 all over it's just every it's it's just a mentality that we're tapping i was on the happen. road kevin i was doing this i was in indiana i had to do this 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 local tv show called snickers tonight or something what do i know right i went to the sears because i'm a big mover and shaker <laughs> got that sears money baby. got the jacket left tucked the tag in wore the jacket on the show returned it the next day I love that. That's yeah. good. That's a that's a power move. That's smart, baby. I mean, you know, Sears doesn't care. You're, you know. Now, half a Sears sucker. That's what I got. Yeah. So she's she's aware, and, and I, I get stuff from her too because, like, even like cultural, watching her do something or her doing something, I see it in me because I go, "Well, we don't." And I, I've said this on the pod before because my mom grew up like relatively poor. Like mm-hmm. I just found like I'm starting to. They also don't like don't talk about stuff like that, you know. So oh yeah. She grew up. There was nine. There was eleven people in a two or maybe three bedroom house. Mm. I, I believe it was two, but I could be wrong. I mean, like my my grandfather was a cop. Mm-hmm. I don't think my grandmother really worked. So you know, also that's an insane thing to be able to raise nine kids on a on a cop salary. Sure. In, in Philadelphia, but my mom would. My mom has these rules of like, oh no, we don't do that. So like I grew up with these things because in her head she's like like your dad goes I go I gotta have a cattle 
Right. I don't care what it takes. I'm having a cat. Like my mom has like from growing up, her parents instilled in her like, oh, there's certain things we don't do. So we don't appear poor. Okay. So I always just kind of viewed those as trashy too. And now I'm seeing as, as I get older, I'm like, oh, I've just, I have these weird rules in my head that things are trapped like milk with dinner to us right they viewed that as like a poor thing and now i don't know did you guys yeah yeah you get, you get milk, milk with, with dinner, dinner like milk with pasta and shit yeah you get milk with pasta um you can't wear a hat in the house or at the table that was oh yeah the hat the hat in the house was okay table no way take the hat off. yeah you gotta take your hat off uh you got and it, it god forbid you get caught playing outside in your school clothes Oh, yeah. Yeah. Your nice clothes. If you get, you know, change clothes. If you're going outside, change clothes. Yeah. And I we yelled at for growing. So the milk with dinner. Now we got to buy new Sears Tough Skins? <laughs> you want to know? Okay. Th- th- this is garbage. When you're going to school in the next grade and your mother has to let the hem down in those jeans Ooh. and you had the hemline. The he- that's, that's, that was always, I remember the one time I got a pair of uh, jeans. They were like the cool jeans or whatever. And I'm like, I begged for like the pair. Cause they got, when, when I was in elementary school, I guess the bigger baggier jeans, that's when like that got in, in yeah. like, the nineties, you know what I mean? I'm like, Oh, cool. And I wanted them and I got them and I'm like in the store, they look so cool. I'm like, I look like the guy in the commercial. I look like the guy on MTV. I'm going to, I can't wait to get to school tomorrow and flex. And my mom goes, these are too big. We have to hem them. And I remember being like, what? So she did it. I think she did it. She doesn't sell. Right. She was just like, I'm good. Like she busted out like that tin can, the tin cookie can, mm-hmm. got the thread out and tried to do it herself. And it, they turned into flood pants, but they were also so wide that it looked like I was just wearing a dress. You know what I mean? Like the legs were so wide. But she shorted them, so they just looked like it looked like I was like a nun or something. You know I, mean? I was like, this they, they don't look like this on MTV. My mother would buy pants that were longer when we were little, so she could get another year out of them. Oh yeah, him, and then she you can let them out. Yeah, wow, yeah. that's pretty good. That was all right. Let's play. Are you garbage with you? I did this with Folding. I'm going to ask you some of the same questions to see if we get the same answers. Are you garbage if you think the Hess truck is a great gift for Christmas? Yes, to me, yes. That yeah. we always looked at those, and I, I had friends that had them, but I never understood. I'm like, this is a gas station. <laughs> I don't. I did never. I never got that. I'm like, my logic as a kid. I remember, and people are like, no, they're so cool. Yeah, the, the Christmas and everything. I go, well, you never buy any other fucking presents at a gas station. Why is this? You know what I mean? Like, it's not like they have an assortment of presents you can give out. Yeah. Happy birthday! Here's a fan belt. <laughs> Here's here's that funnel you always wanted. <laughs> Are you garbage if you have duct tape on your car? Yeah, as a guy who's had a lot of things that shouldn't have been on his car to keep it in place. Yeah, that's yeah. it's that's that's a bad look. That's a pretty easy one. But yeah, you you wash your car with a squeegee. I yeah. Well, I just got a new car. I got a I got at least a 2001 Kia, not bragging. Mm-hmm. Um but I used to have this old beat up Mercury Montego and like, it's a New York car. So sometimes you would park under a tree and I would leave it for a week and mm-hmm. come back. And it's like, yeah, it's a mess. It's just, I mean, there's trash and bird shit on it and everything. And, you know, I would only, in New York, you only drive your car in like necessity. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, it's always like, oh, and you're typically running late. Like, oh, I got to get to this gig or I got to go here. 
So I'd get in my car and it would be so disgusting. And I would pull up to the gas station, and just take the squeegee. And it would start with like, ah, oh, let me get this one little spot yeah, yeah. over here on the windshield. Uh, let me do the side windows. And the next thing you know, I got, I'm on the tires. I'm like, yeah. I'm doing the lights. I'm doing every, yeah. I'll, I, I did my whole car within the past probably six months. Uh, and you know you're garbage if someone asks to borrow your car and you have to tell them all the wacky shit you need to, they need to do to get it to run correctly. Yeah, yeah. No, I had, I had a buddy of mine. I was actually in Germany visiting my wife and my buddy who I was living with at the time was like, uh, hey, can I borrow your car? Mm. And I just thought he was scooting around the neighborhood. Otherwise, I would have given him the laundry list of like, hey, you know, <laughs> you, you, you yeah. can't just start driving. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's, it's, this is like a spaceship. You got to know yeah. what you're doing. Yeah, if you step um, on the brakes, pretty much you're making a left turn. So counter steer. Whether you want to or not, we're going yeah. left, okay? Uh, and he would, took it to drive to Boston or something. And it broke down in like Connecticut after like, you know, 90 minutes of driving. And he's like, your car broke down. I'm like, well, where is it? He's like in Connecticut. I'm like, well, I wouldn't know. I would have told you that it didn't have legs to get to, <laughs> to get to Boston. I thought you were like, you know, I thought you were going to the Macy's or something. My buddy borrowed, uh, uh, borrowed my car uh, once and he called me from the road. It won't start. Yes, it will. All right. Sit in there. First of all, make sure it's it's really in park. Take take the uh, it, it, it's got to be in. I know it says it's in park. It's, it's not in park. You got to really get in it park. in there. Get it in park. Now there's a safety neutral switch on the column. You got to wiggle that. Turn the key. Wiggle. I'm talking. I'm like like one of those old airport movies where the guy in the tower is talking the, the flight attendant into landing the plane. You can sure, do this. Sure, you sure. can do this. Focus. Yeah. <laughs> Your his buddies in the front seat with the owner's manual, just <laughs> through, trying to trying to find it. Um, I had that, my, my old Montego, it would get, it was a thing with Mercury's mm-hmm. where the drop, like the shifter would get stuck in park Yeah, and it just got stuck in park. And if I was on a hill parked down a little, it, it was worse than sometimes, but I just had to sit there and try to keep clicking the button mm-hmm. to disengage it so I could move it. And sometimes, I mean, sometimes you got it on the first try and sometimes, I mean, for like, 15 20 minutes i would just be sitting in like a mall parking lot just like clicking it yeah or at a gas station at the pump where like it wouldn't and people are in line behind me honking (laughs) i'm just sitting in my car i'm like yeah no it doesn't move man it does i'm trying here yeah i would have to i had an old buick and i had to turn it off in neutral so it wouldn't diesel (laughs) the nice thing about the of of having having a lousy car in my family was my father could fix it and this is when i knew because i love cars kevin but i don't have Mm -hmm. that mechanical ability sure but my father he he can fix anything you know he can can, give me that book of matches i'll gap the spark plug with that i'm like oh okay like he's he doesn't even use the right tools he built a whole kitchen with a butter knife i don't know how the hell the guy did it I remember one time we were 16. We went on like a ski trip. It was me, my brother, my cousins. I was like the young, they had just turned 16 and got their license. So I was probably 12. Mm -hmm. And my mom's like, you shouldn't be going with them, but I'm going to let, you know, it was like, they were really just going to like, you know, smoke cigarettes and whatever, you know, just get like be on their own. And I tagged along and the car broke down. But we call my stepdad, who was like the engine guy, like big Mm -hmm. car guy, big engine guy. And I look over at he pops the hood. He's got a hose in his mat. Like he's part of the car. Like he's and he's going rev it. And he's got his mat. And I'm like, what in the shit is going on, dude? 
He's literally, he's got a hose in his mouth. What was he doing? I do, I got to this day, I don't know that. And also one time my brother had this old red Jeep, like the old big box yeah, yeah. red Jeep back in the day. The thing was a tank. And the car, something happened. The car wasn't, I don't know, something with the drive shit. I don't know what it was. And my step, it's middle of the night. My stepdad meets him on the side of, meets us on the side of the road and he gets under the car. All right. He's just under the, he doesn't have any, he has like a wrench or like a pair of channel locks or something. And like, he comes out with a piece of like a big long piece of metal over his shoulder. Goes, All right. You're good to drive. And like, I, don't know what, I don't know. I don't know what that thing does, but I think we need it. <laughs> Wait a minute. This, we didn't make this car at Ikea. Like- <laughs> yeah, this, they didn't give us extra parts that we were, you know, three, four foot long piece of metal. Apart, and he, he's like, all right, you're good. So it's four-wheel drive. Now it's front-wheel drive. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what I think it happened. But we were like, what? You just took half the car. <laughs> oh, that's great. I remember uh, uh, my father taught me how to siphon gas. Because there was the, oh, that's a big one. Yeah. the gas shortage. Because the gas shortage hit, hit Long Island, where I was from, right? And um, we, we had a boat, right? And my father would fill up the tank of the boat. So that's a seventy-two gallon tank in this in this sea ray we had. So and it was it was uh he would say you take the bucket you got you take the bucket your brother holds the bucket take this hose now watch and he would and and this is how we get gas out in a bucket right yeah. and he's doing it here hold my lucky there's a lit cigarette <laughs> keep it lit don't let it go out yeah. don't let it go out that's great what is the most garbage thing you've run across on your show. Uh, there was a couple of things. One of the things, and I, uh, I fully might have said it, but if he didn't, it was, uh, this is typically the one that we use. Uh, you had, I, I think I had Joe List on, right? You know Joe. Yeah, I had Joe on the show. So Joe's wife, Sarah, we had mm-hmm. uh, on the show as well. We had Joe a couple of times. We had Sarah Tolomash, and she lets milk go bad. Not lets it go bad, but if she buys a gallon of milk and it goes bad, mm-hmm. she saves the milk. And then takes an old T-shirt and makes ricotta cheese out of it. Is that garbage? That's insane to me. I don't know if that's garbage as much as if it's it's industrious. I wouldn't. It know. is. She's like, well, I don't want to waste it. I'm like, well, I the way I it's garbage to me because I go, just go buy cheese. Of, how much is a tub of ricotta cheese? <laughs> what are we doing here? Go get the go get it real and fresh. The people who make the ricotta cheese know what they're doing. They're not <laughs> You know what I mean? They, there's a reason they're in the store. They're in the store for a reason. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Joe, Joe, here's some wife beater ricotta. I made it with yeah, your T-shirt. Exactly. I'm like, you're doing it. I mean, you're not even using a cheesecloth. If you were going to, a cheesecloth is like two ninety nine. What are you doing? Like you're using an old T-shirt. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, that was probably the, that was the most jarring. That sits with me the crazy. Because in the way she said it, too. I'm yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I make my own cheese out of expired milk. I was like. Ooh. Yeah, I did. This was the the garbage move. Was my uncle Frank used to? I I played a guitar. My uncle Frank used to play the guitar, right? And uh, he would he would make guitar picks out of the out of the plastic tops of coffee cans. Oh wow! He would just cut them out, and they they weren't strong enough, so it was just like yeah, the flimsy. Yeah, flimsy. So I played a lot of Spanish guitar because that's the pick I had. So I learned. I learned to flutter uh, like Pete Townsend. So I'm a big Who fan because when I was a kid, I'm like, oh, I can do this. Yeah, wow, that's funny. Yeah. That's wild. That's a wild one. Yeah. I really enjoy the show, my friend. I think it's it's very unique and it's uh it, it, and I look forward to seeing it. Tell people where they can get it. 
Yeah, um, it's available wherever you get i wherever you get podcasts on iTunes, Spotify. Where there's full uh, video available on YouTube, stuff like that. And then I'm at Kevin Ryan Comedy on all social media. And we'd love to have you when you're in New York. I'm I'm coming and I want to do the show. Thank you so much, my friend. Yeah, by, it would be it would be an honor for you to do the show. I would I would love it. Be well and best to you and the family, brother. All right, thank you. The ADD interview was brought to you by CruiseIntoWellness.com. CruiseIntoWellness.com for all your CBD needs. Now, let's say you work for your father. The truck broke down. You needed to get supplies to the job, so he rented a Dodge Neon. Me and my brother are dry. He's behind me. I'm. He's in the back seat of the car. I'm in the front seat, and we have lengths of copper pipe just holding it out like just driving (laughs) driving down the street like this with the hazards on this could cause you a little anxiety so why don't you do what i do take one of the gummies they have at cruiseintowellness.com they also have edibles tinctures bath products pet products and you know you get 20 percent off with the coupon code adam yes you do you know why because you're special 20 percent off anything they have at cruiseintowellness.com go feel better I'm Kevin Ryan, and that's 30 Minutes. I'll never get back. I really enjoyed getting to know him. He is a very funny guy, and I really do like the show. I know. I really love hearing you guys talk. Mark, are you eating toast? <laughs> you moron. Are you eating toast? <laughs> I'm having one piece. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Mark, I want you to know, I listened to the interview, but I also looked up that Revolution Toaster. Stop it. It, Stop. it has virtual <laughs> oh, pictures of toast. This episode's going to cost me $300. I oh, know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I was like, wow, I've never seen anything like this. Okay, it, it's toast, all right? It's it's not a Fabergé egg. Actually, it's really pretty. Can I see that color of that toast that no. you just chomped on? Oh, look. Oh, yeah. Look, we lost oh, yeah. a connection. Oh, yeah, it's great. Look oh, at that. Oh, look. It's see, so... that's pretty toast, Adam. Mm-hmm. It tastes so good. Mm. <laughs> Now, let me ask you, Adam. That's not garbage, is it? What? No. My toaster and this toast, that's not garbage. If it costs more than 60 bucks, it's not garbage. No, but but, but a diet of bread and water is, is not exactly... <laughs> no, you, yeah, you know... Living the, the high life. They actually used to give that to prisoners to stop them up. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. yeah. yeah they they would die, really... die with a clogged digestive system. Yeah. yeah. So so Stern's going to die with a clogged digestive system and an empty bank account because he spent $300 on toast. <laughs> I, Okay, you did. You spent three hundred dollars to be comfortable. I did the same thing when I was on the road and I wanted to be comfortable. I I would buy a twenty dollar coffee maker and just leave it there. I'd give it to the to the housekeeping ladies. Oh yeah, sure. That's it's, it's a good call, man. You yeah, know? but it's it's it, it's twenty. It was twenty bucks when I was on the road. It wasn't three hundred dollars. But <laughs> okay, did you really eat Chinese food with a shoehorn? Tell me that was a joke. Nope, more than once, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> Disgusting. Okay, they didn't. They didn't pack. Um, they didn't pack. There, there was no utensils in the bag, so I found a shoehorn. I'm like, all right, this will work. But the the cart, the the container, the fried rice came in was too small, so I was flipping fr- fried rice all over the place. I'm like, I need a bigger bigger bowl. I'm like, look at the ice bucket. There I, you go. Perfect. I've seen him do it, Mark. Yeah, not pretty. <laughs> not pretty. Awful. A shoehorn. Yeah. Really? Let me wash mm-hmm. it first. <laughs> I've had okay, to take well, it out of his hand. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. But, but now I've I learned. Do... I, but now I've learned. I pack. You know, I have utensils with me and chopsticks. You know why I have the chopsticks? I like to eat with chopsticks because I eat like an escape prisoner. It's just the way. <laughs> just shovel it in just your mouth. Just right? sparks flying off the plate. It's just the way we grew up. So the um, the chopsticks actually slow me down. But I get that. You know, Alex, when you're on the road, do like, do you? Is there stuff you bring to make yourself more comfortable? 
Yeah. Yeah, every piece of clothing she owns. No, that's what I used to do. You know that, Adam. <laughs> that's what I used to do. I learned my lesson. When... Okay, yeah. Okay, I'll tell you a story. So well, I was on the road for 20 years before I met Alex, and I never checked a bag. Fell in love, got married. After that, I never not checked a bag when traveling with my wife. <laughs> Until? Until what? I lost a freaking shoe. Someone stole, actually, my yeah. shoe. Someone stole a shoe. Not a pair of shoes. Just a one. shoe out of a check bag. I was so from mad. Your check, from your check bag, they stole yes. one shoe? Yes. I'm like, oh, can't you just take both? At least I know, you, you know you're going to put it with an outfit. Yep. No, one shoe. Yep, which is going to make it easy to find. We're looking for a one-legged guy in a Jimmy Choo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so mad. <laughs> I know, but that's that's the point. I said, don't give them, don't give anybody control over your stuff. It's going to waste time, and it's just another opportunity yeah. for things to go wrong. So I just now I can consolidate. Yeah, but I, there is something that I do have to bring. What my makeup mirror? Yeah, a makeup mirror. Just you know, it's one of those things. Yeah, and it's round with light bulbs. And uh, <laughs> mm, is it big? As long as it fits. Yeah, no, nah, it fits. <laughs> <laughs> But I get it. That's what makes you feel comfortable and you learn on the road what to do. It's like I learned I learned uh, to turn down the uh, the refrigerator because it would freeze everything. I don't know why it oh. is in every hotel room. I Yeah. every t You're like, oh, I'm just going to put this uh, bottle of water in there and then it's an ice cube yeah. in like five minutes. Remember the mini bar thing when you said I was, I, I don't know what it was. I got to the hotel first mm -hmm. and you said, do we have a fridge? And I looked and there was a mini bar and I said, yeah, we do. And remember, I emptied the mini bar, yeah. but I didn't realize it was weighted and yeah. you get oh, charged. Yeah. Yeah. With she was doing a great thing. Cost me twelve hundred dollars. <laughs> I could have I could have bought four toasters for that kind of money. Oh, my goodness. Why do they do that? Mm -hmm. That's like how much. Come on. Yeah. How yeah, much are these almonds? These almonds are seventy five dollars for five of them. And if you yeah. move it. It's yep, like you, you own it. Yeah. And I yeah, had to go down and argue with them. I did learn this, too. If, if you're in a hotel room and they don't give you a fridge, you call up and go, listen, I need to keep medication cold. And I think little uh, legally they have to give you a, a fridge. Ooh, oh, that's good, good to know. Yeah. See, that's a great life hack. Yeah, a great road hack. Mm -hmm. I like that. Another thing you taught me what? is if you do not bring your plug, usually they have a plug downstairs because everybody leaves them. Oh, yeah. You go down there and you go, listen, last time I was here, I left my plug in the room. Can I just check the lost and found? <laughs> and they come out with a big box and you could just pull one out. Yeah, wow. what are they gonna do with them? Yeah. They have big they have big boxes of lost and found. Or you can just say, Did uh did 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 the cleaning staff find a plug in the room? Can I check the lost and found? Because sometimes they go, Oh, when was your last visit? And they can I got screwed that way. Yeah, because they're like, Our records don't show that, Mr. Ferrara. Yeah, no, no, like no I was traveling under another name. What was <laughs> Rockefeller? Another name. I like the fact that apparently, Adam, you and Kevin have the same dad. Yes, and they and they both had a profound effect on our personalities. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, and yelled, apparently. Yeah. Right? It's funny, when he started yelling and his wife goes, you know, I never met your father. You just did. <laughs> now, Alex, has Adam, I know you've actually met Adam's dad, but has Adam's dad ever made an appearance when you guys are having dinner or something like that? Well, I was going to say, he's made an appearance every time Adam wakes up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every time Adam wakes up, I, yeah. I, I, I see it. Yeah. You make these noises. Oh, oh. Yeah, 
You know why, honey? Why? Shit hurts. That's why. <laughs> You're carrying the weight on uh, weight of the world on your shoulders, yes. Adam. <laughs> that's what I hear. Yeah. <laughs> Every morning. That's how my father. That's I was my father downstairs. Like I don't know how this place stayed spinning before I was born. Jesus Christ. You mean Earth, the yeah. planet Earth? <laughs> Everybody. And by the way, that's the voice. I know you guys are joking about the Italian voice. That voice comes. I hear that all the time. OK, except usually you're spouting off Marcus Aurelius to me, but it's in the voice of a crime boss. So I'm like, yeah. I better take this seriously. I'm going to get my kneecaps broken. I know. I have to apologize. It's just the way it comes out of my mouth. I love you and I want to help, but it just sounds like, hey, you want to know something? You have the power over your mind. All right. Look at me. Power over your mind. Not outside events. All right. Once you realize this, you will find strength. All right, smarten up. All right, boss. I'll take care of that. All right. Yeah. Hey, listen to me. Waste no time arguing about what a good man should be. All right. Get off your ass and be one. <laughs> well, keep in mind, Marcus Rillis is an Italian, so that's probably exactly how we talk. Yeah. You know, your soul becomes dyed with the color of your thoughts, <laughs> you moron. <laughs> you know, what Marcus Aurelius also said. No piece of toast is worth three hundred dollars. <laughs> all right, you heard the boss. All right, throw away the toaster. Right, clear your mind. All right, let's go. <laughs> Love that, Adam. Love that. So I hear this, and I don't know how many people have seen some of your acting stuff. Yes, but you do use pop in some of your acting characters, right? I would say the first year of Rescue Me, it was my father yelling at me, and I was yelling mm -hmm. at Dennis and everybody else. I can hear it. Yeah. I can hear it. <laughs> The strange thing is, is, like when I when I am my father, especially in a situation where I think I got to make a point, I find a great deal of calmness in my interpretation of my dad. But it it does come out uh, a little intimidating to others. Yes, <laughs> yes, it's smart as hell, but mm. it is intimidating. So you gotta kind of take a step back and and then you know. Yeah, because I remember my father was always he's like, listen, a man's not judged on his entrance; he's judged on his exit. All right. So if you got a problem with a guy, never draw attention to yourself in anger. You make a, a graceful exit. You go, you know what? May I talk to you for a minute over here? <laughs> and then you bring the guy over and you calmly <laughs> and quietly threaten him. <laughs> it does sound like he's going to get whacked. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. Really that would scare the heck out of me. Yeah, but my father was like 6263 built like a water heater. You know, yeah. I can't get away with that. Yeah. I don't know. The voice, it gets you there. Because at the end of it all, I'm waiting for you to like slap me in the back of the head and say, all right, now go make yourself a sandwich. Come on, get out of here. <laughs> go make yourself some toast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. And I'll tell you this, though. The thing I loved about both your dads mm -hmm. and my dad was like this. They could fix anything. Oh, yeah. I love mm -hmm. that. Just reached under the car. Yeah, get this huge hunk of metal out of here. Now, it was four-wheel four drive. Now, it's all with the front-wheel drive. Whatever. Like, it's just amazing that our dads could do that. Mm -hmm. I can't fix anything. Yeah. And those guys could do it all. Yeah. Well, it's like once they set their mind to it, they can do it. You saw. OK, so I was uh, I had a, an issue when I was born. I got I, have a, I got a bone in my hip that didn't didn't form right. So the doctor put me in a cast and I kept going back and they go another week, another week, another week. And uh, one day they went back and the doctor had to go on vacation. So they went back for the appointment and they saw the, uh, the guy filling in for me and we were supposed to get the cast on. And I was a baby. And he said, uh, yeah, we're going to keep it on for another two weeks till he gets back from vacation. My father went, no, we're not. Give me the saw. <laughs> and the guy went, ask my mother. We're going to call my mother and ask this question. And the guy and my father took the saw and cut the cast off me. 
That's brilliant. He did it. And, and I remember walking out. My mother said, and don't you dare charge me. And he got the Louise, <laughs> get in the car. And that was it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, we're not. It's coming off today, pal. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, and just and make things work. Like siphoning gas, my father actually showed me and my brother how to siphon gas out of the boat <laughs> While he's smoking. with a cigarette. Yeah, hold my cigarette. <laughs> Remember, safety first. Now, <laughs> exactly. the, the I, bucket I, has to be lower because the gravity's going to help it down. So you suck this hose, spits out gas. He goes, see that? All right, you see how it flows? All right, give me back the cigarette. No, don't give me the cigarette. <laughs> I can't believe he was smoking a cigarette. He was. Are you sure you didn't make that up? I was there. Oh, goodness. That's exactly who I picture your dad being. Yeah. I'm not afraid <laughs> of a little fire. Yeah. I got a cigarette here and gas. I ain't afraid of nothing. Siphon it, like I told you. All right, kid? <laughs> I just lit this. <laughs> smoking calms not- me down. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, my father, he, was the, he, he would get you out of... Uh, he would get you out of emotions pretty quick, you know, especially when you would come home, especially with disappointment. I'm like, ah, man. He goes, what's the matter, kid? He's like, oh, Pop, it's just, it's not fair. He goes, and who told you life was fair? Ooh. It ain't. You got to do something about it. So what are you going to do about it? Well, I don't, you're saying all this, but I know Pop from a different angle. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you want to have some limoncello? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, Pop, let's go. Yeah, but you met Pop. <laughs> you met Pop after we had a long life and we were grown up and out of the house. He could mellow a little bit. I don't know. You know, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I told you the speech that we got in the house when, we, when me and my brothers came up. We don't think this is fair. Really? Okay. You live in a dictatorship. <laughs> Your mother and I are the dictators. The minute you feel you have a vote as to what goes on in this house, just sit down till that feeling goes away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how it works. Yeah, that's all. It's old school dads. And listen, I, it kills me that I never got to meet your dad, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I would have always dressed him as. Sir, yes, sir. Like there would have been a couple of sirs involved there. Yes, sir, Mr. Ferrara, sir. Absolutely, sir. I'll, I'll be, I'll, I'm going to go move my car. It will not be parked in your driveway ever again, sir. Mm, all right. You, you're a good, I'll be my father. You're a good kid, Mark. All right. Don't worry about it. What kind of car you got? I have a BMW convertible, sir. That's big enough. Do me a favor. Take these two lengths of pipe, run them out to the job for me, will you? <laughs> yes, sir. Absolutely. And I would. Go. Yeah. Yeah. I, that killed me. He's in a Dodge Neon with two lengths of copper pipe sticking out the windows of driving to a job. I mean, that. <laughs> hey, you got to do what you got to do sometimes. That was yeah. my whole childhood. Just make it work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Make it work. Yeah. You know, we don't have the money. How are you going to get around it? Okay. Let's figure this out. You know how many times my little Pop Warner football had shoelaces for laces because they would break open? What? What yeah. is that? I had a little Pop Warner football. It was a football. And we used to play football in the street. Um, and we don't want to play with a Nerf, so the, the football would get all chewed up, and eventually the laces would get chewed up, and they would open up, and there's a big bubble coming out of it. So what you got to do is you let the air out, you push the bubble back in, you take a shoelace off an old boot or something, you, you put the shoelace where the laces go, and you blow it back up. Mm-hmm. Doesn't hold for very long, but that's what you got to do. So your pop yeah. showed you that, or what? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, he did that first? He did it first, and he goes, all right. Then we got in trouble because outside his bedroom one day I heard, who took my fr- 
friggin' shoelace out of my work boot. <laughs> the hell is wrong with you? I gotta work to make money so we all can eat. And if anyone spends $300 on toast, I'll break their arm. <laughs> run, Mark, run. <laughs> I want to thank Kevin Ryan for making time for us. Uh, his podcast is called All You Garbage, and I, I recommend it. It's a lot of fun. Honey, if they want to get a hold of us, where do they go? The Adam Ferrara at Gmail. And thank you so much telling somebody you love about the show. The show is growing. It's all because of you. We appreciate the support. As always, if you can give us a, a review, that helps us with our friend. Mr. Algorithm. Please remember, life is hard. You take it easy on yourself. Pot has ended. Go peace. Mark will spend money on a toaster that does the same thing as every other toaster, but because he gets letters from his friends, he feels like he's joined a revolution. He's ready to kill Bolsheviks. I get it. <laughs> da. Yes, comrade. Oh, yes. Stormy South Target Market.